Summer Skeet Studios behind the mask hockey shops present a Hall of Fame edition of College Hockey West Live October 29th, 2022. Tonight's scheduled guests, Eddie Christian of the Hockey Guys and Alex Coyle, the ASU radio color analyst. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops, visit any of our Three Valley locations. Go to BehindTheMask.com, whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza, whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. AT&T Wireless, unlimited high-speed 5G data at no extra cost. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. And by Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your next day at DruryHotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-IN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios presented by Behind the Mask is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in hockey fans, college hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans on a Saturday night for the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame game here in beautiful T-Mobile Arena uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, right off the strip. Scott Strandy with you here live. Paul Hornstein, my longtime co-host, is live. Ten feet below sea level in his basement on Long Island, New York. Paul, how are you? Uh, as usual, I'm fine down here in the basement. <laughs> the <sighs> trying to keep track of everything. You can watch the stream. Or more importantly, can you listen to these radio guys? Because I have commandeered the ASU radio booth. Well, I can't listen to them if you're there. <laughs> Well, let's let's not mess around. This is a big night, a big night for college hockey. I've got Alex Coyle, the uh, color analyst for ASU Radio, sitting right next to me. And um, we're going to bring him on, and we're going to talk some ASU hockey side of things. And then if we can find Eddie Christian in the sea of green, um, we will bring him up and bring him on as well. So Good luck. Uh, let's get started. Alex, first of all, welcome in. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I think this is uh, obviously an awesome opportunity for a lot of people involved. It's going to be a really cool game. And Cool environment, that's for sure. It is a cool environment. There will be about 15,000 green and white uh, everything in yeah. this building. ASU will definitely be outnumbered, but I don't think that intimidates them, does it? No, they're going to play like they have nothing to lose. They're going to play fast, and they're going to play the Coach Powers way. That's blue collar. You know, A lot of people are counting you out, and it doesn't matter as long as you believe. So It's going to be some fun hockey, especially those first shifts are going to be fun to watch. I'm going to beat Paul to the punch on this one because I know – He's always talking about uniform combinations <laughs> and how much he loves them and the color of the helmets. So your thoughts on these yeah. uniforms and sparkling helmets that we're bringing out tonight? Hey, they're, they're definitely sparkly. I, I think they were kind of testing them out in practice this week. And I uh, really enjoy the lids, that's for sure. And uh, obviously the, the, we're in the whites with that uh, maroon strap across the chest. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how they play in the rink. And, but I think anything on an, on an NHL sheet is going to look really good. What do you think, Paul? Well, you know, I like to see what it looks like in the game. You know, okay. I, I think that I think the helmets are going to look great if they're anything like the the football helmets with the with that sort of sparkly, flecky gold mixed in with the maroon. Um, I I I think that the the, the gold trim around the maroon numbers looks great. I want to see what the devils across the chest looks like on the screen. Um, but uh, what I want to see is a win more than anything else. I don't care what they look like. All right. 
Well, uh, I think we all agree <laughs> on that part of it, except the other 15,000 in green. And Alex well, and I were just commenting about the, uh, they have a green uh, towel. Uh, right. Terrible towel, I guess. Uh, right. If I can steal the, uh, the words and the uh, use of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, yeah, Coach Mayotte, I gave you a little shout out. <laughs> well, listen, we, we we know this. This is this is not a surprise to anybody. I've been saying it for a year. Um, as you know, when they first announced this game, I started making comments, knowing that the, the North Dakota hockey fan base travels is you can find whatever college basketball, whatever college football, whatever 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 fan base you want to find, and North Dakota's hockey fan base may not may not beat it but it ain't taking a back seat to anybody. Yeah, really, really good point. Um, so. Okay, so uh, I've got Alex sitting next to me. Before we right. dig into some hardcore questions about Sun Devil Hockey, I want to find out how things are going for him uh, as the color analyst, yeah. the official color analyst of ASU Hockey on the air on the radio waves. Alex, how's it been going? Uh, it, it, it's awesome. I think uh, hockey, especially the ASU program on the airwaves, is, is important. It's another level for the program. Um, I think Tyler has done an amazing job as the voice of Sun Devil Hockey, really taking this thing on. And, and you know, a lot of people are in the Sun Devil area and in, in Tempe for sure are kind of new to college hockey. So our job is to educate them a little bit, but also bring the passion to Sun Devil alums and really can't take that passion away. I know Paul knows that for sure. And uh, I think, you know, off to a great start. And it, we've got a really good schedule this year, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, Paul, before you jump in on this, right. I'm going to tell you right now, he's got a Sun Devil tie on. Right. <laughs> I took a picture to prove it. Right. I got a picture of him and uh, and Tyler as well. So I'll put that out there after the show. But nice. um, you and I have talked about the importance of it as well, as Alex just mentioned. But in, in continuing to bring on um, college hockey, Arizona State hockey, if you're going to grow it, you need to, right? Yep. And and these are the kinds of nights that you need. Okay. Um, when when you're, you're playing a team, uh, a blue blood like North Dakota, these are the nights that make or break reputations. Right? We, we, we sit there and we talk about that other maroon and gold team, about how. Is there another one? Well, the the other one, yeah, you oh, know, the okay. other one, okay. the one that uh, our buddy Eddie likes to refer to as the little M, which I'm all for. <laughs> but um, um, you know, these are the games, right? I mean, these are the spotlight games. You know, this is a one-off game. It's a it's a, you know, it's it's being played in a big time atmosphere. And. You know, you need that, uh, you know, every when you season, when you have big games to, to make the NCAA tournament, especially as a as an independent program, you need those signature wins. And a night like tonight gets you that signature win. Um, we always know that there's going to be fan bases or portions of, of, of fan bases that are going to be like, why does ASU have a team? Well... I mean, every, every, every one of those teams that's up uh, in your old neck of the woods there, Scott, is like, is it has those people. Um, but uh, unlike some of the others, uh, a lot of the North Dakota people that I speak to, um, they're, they're, they're not, they want ASU to have success. It's yeah, in the yep. interest of college hockey to, for ASU to have success because you need more teams in the West. And, Absolutely. you know, they're not and, – and some of the schools, we know it. Some of the schools – some of the smaller schools are kind of afraid of the fact that ASU is just a big school. Paul, are you getting a little vibe that we're live here uh, in T-Mobile yet? Um, if you should only <laughs> see my left and right hand and the gestures I'm making, um, you would you would know okay. that I know. So. Okay. Um, let's dig into this lineup. Uh, okay. Alex and I both fought over Robert Master Simone. Uh, on Tuesday, yeah. and uh, he got him first because he's an alum and I'm just a guy. But anyway, um, one of the questions As it I should asked be, by the way. And, and I don't know if you asked him this or not, but um, I was asking him about the, the vibe of being a Sun Devil now, and he kind of let something out to me that I don't know if he meant to leave it or not, but I'm going to give Robert's secret away. He said, if you think 
our line is good now. Wait till next year. And I'm well, going like, whoa, 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 whoa. You come I, I don't. <laughs> so is Donor. And so is so is Lucas. So your thoughts on that first and foremost? Well, I, obviously we'd love to have them as long as they want to stay. But but I think a, a lot of that point is the longer they play together and the more that firepower understands where the other two people and, and I guess the other four with the defensemen are going to be at any given moment, it's going to become even more potent. I think, you know, that's the kind of firepower that Coach Powers has looked for line through line. And I think you know, he said this is probably his deepest team he's ever had. And it starts with that first line and set that tone for sure. Ball? Well, listen, I mean, the the tone is set by those three guys. There's no question. Um, when uh, when we, we knew that that was what was going to be the line, and we, we, we think and still believe that there'll be a top five line in the country. But uh, this team uh, is going to live and die on how the, the other three guys do, the other three lines do. Because those guys are going to get a lot of time, and we know that. But if you only have one line that scores, you can get shut down pretty easily. Yeah, without a doubt, and- Let's jump right to that fourth line, Alex. When you look at Chris Grando, Demetrius Kumanzis, Teddy Lagerback, um, when that's your fourth line, you're in pretty good shape, right? Yeah, I think what Como has done the last couple weekends, especially last weekend, he just seemed like he was skating with a little extra. He was uh, very skating with intent. He was aggressive, and I think that's the kind of player that, that you're going to look for. He's going to put pucks on net, and I, I even talked to him about that after the first couple weekends. He hadn't found the score sheet as much as he wanted to, but he was still second on the team in shots. He's like, I just got to keep keep going. I'll get some luck there and, and keep playing his game. He's been a, one of the foundational Sun Devils of the program, and um, he's the reason why this program is where it is. And, and Again, like you said, if he's number four in the center, you know, that, that's pretty dang good. That's a pretty deep team. Okay, so he told me, or Coach Powers told me about him, I should say. Um, he said, Como came to us too young. Yeah, uh, yeah. He came right out of high school, uh, and he thought he maybe needed a year or two of maturity um, and strength. And now he's a grown man playing an NCAA game, and uh, it shows, right? He's racking bodies. He's fast. He can play both ends of the ice. They put him on the power play. They put him on the penalty kill doesn't seem to matter. Have you seen the same thing? I think the physicality is one thing that yeah. uh, he's has really grown in his game, especially that I think it was the first game ever in Mullet against Colgate. He completely flipped a guy right at the blue line. And that just shows, again, the aggression that he is going to start to play for. I think, uh, again, uh, a lot of new faces on the team, and he's learning to play with some new guys. Uh, and the longer this team plays together, the more and more success they're going to have, especially offensively. With what they showed and put up on tape last week, I think that's something that they're going to look advantage for, not only in the first period here tonight, but really that rest of the season. Well, Alex, as you know, because you were you follow you were doing a lot of the games last year, uh, both home and away. When he got hurt, the offense went away last year. He he, he the whole team changed when he got hurt last year. Right, yeah, that, that's exactly right. And and we talked about depth with the line. You know, even if he's maybe not the guy that the uh, opposing team circles, he's still a great depth piece to where he's going to be able to, to really, you know, if he's going four off, fourth line on fourth line, he's going to be able to beat you. He's just better than a lot of the other fourth line centers or wherever he's going to play. So he's an exciting player. We've talked a lot about him on the uh, Sun Devil Radio Network broadcast. He had a tremendous game last Friday night, a really breakout game for him. So, really, I, 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 he's one of the guys that I immediately circled, not just because uh, you got to pronounce his name right, but uh, <laughs> because, you know, he's going to be a, a tremendous player, and there's a reason why he has a uh, Calgary Flames logo right next to him on the line chart. Uh, by the way, Scott, that's, as, as you can tell, Alex is a Cronkite graduate because getting the names right is important to him. <laughs> okay, yeah. unlike some of these other clowns. <laughs> that uh, that don't yeah, even exactly. bother to check the pronunciation guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, so when you look down the Sun Devil roster, um, they are loaded with talented players. Um, I think, as we mentioned already, they are probably the deepest they've ever been. And uh, as we look uh, no further than the goaltender, T.J. Semptenfelter, I already call him, Alex, the top five goaltender. Paul doesn't want to believe that yet, but 
but he's a top five. I think he's going to be a Richter candidate. I think he might win the Richter by the time it's all said and done. Well, especially if this team is going to have success, uh, I would ask Paul why he doesn't think he's a candidate for top five yet. I mean, he's scared. Uh, no, 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 no. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. Let's get this right. I didn't say he wasn't a candidate. What I said is, can he play? Can you play a few games first before you start anointing somebody in the top five? That's all I said. I didn't say he wasn't a candidate. And, and, and you I know, certainly, and you know, you know what I said in reply? I said, look at how many saves he's made. Yeah, we know that. The other goalie. I told you that. Right. Okay, he's a candidate. He's a top. Yes, five. yes, candidate. He yes, win. he might win the award. Well, can, can we get to? to we haven't even got to November yet. yet. Can we continue talking about Andrew Hawkins? Uh, yeah, whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. All right. So you look down the depth chart. Yeah. Where where is the point of no return for you? Where where did this team get really better? Because I'm already looking at a number on the defensive floor. That I, I, I know exactly where you're looking, and I want to say that that really both of those guys on that line, Niedermeyer and uh, Lovell, I think Tim Lovell is probably the most improved player of the defensive core this year, and he, he's going to have to play a lot of big time. Last year he had the tendency to try to cheat up a little bit on the offensive zone, and he got beat back quite a few times, but he's gotten stronger, he's gotten quicker, and he's played so much better at the start of this season, and Obviously, Jackson Niedermeyer, he has it in his blood to be a defenseman, and he's just been hes been phenomenal. I've talked about it a couple of times. Every time he has the puck, it's just a calming factor. Of, you feel like he knows what he's going to do and what he wants to do, and he's not going to turn the puck over. He's been really, really good. Really good play. Well, Well, listen, and, 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 and this, too, uh, last year's, you know, and, and it, I don't know what else to compare it to, but last year they had trouble getting the puck out of their own end. Right. And with 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 Murchison getting another year, Shamagi getting another year, uh, Niedermeyer moving back, uh, you know, Jedson, Judson and Semek are back where they belong because they're symbiotic. And uh, you know, it's it's not that they're not getting those long stretches where they're caught in their own end. I mean, it does happen. I mean, it happens to every team, but they're not having those like they did. On a regular basis last year. Yeah, really, and, really good point as well. Um, the other thing is, uh, we we're talking about the roster, but let's talk about the schedule for a minute because twenty. Oh no! Hold, hold on a second. Hold on. We can get to we'll get to the schedule, but we also need to talk about some of these freshmen. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've been looking forward to 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 watching Ryan Alexander for a while. I mean. That's uh, I wasn't sure he was ever going to get here. Okay, um, I didn't expect him to Bobo be this good this fast. Soon, and Alexander came too long. Took no, too long. maybe, but yeah. uh, I didn't expect him to be this good this fast. Um, I had no expectations for Charlie Shane, and he has been far better than I thought he was going to be. I think he's going to be a lot of people's favorite player during his time at ASU. I, I really do. I Just the way he plays everywhere, and you know. Just the attitude that he has, he brings a lot to the ice, and he's easy, easy to root for. And, you know, Teddy Lagerback, as you guys have already talked about, um, he's bringing a, a, a bit of a physical game to the, to that fourth line as, as well as the other guys. And, and I just, you know, I didn't have any knowledge of some of these guys, and I, I don't deny that because hockey recruiting is not football recruiting. Um, and... These guys have really done a tremendous job in, in in getting the playing time. They're not making those, at least not yet, they haven't been making those freshman mistakes that we see guys make because they don't seem to be intimidated by what's going on. Yeah, and that's, uh, that, that's a good point. Um, I want to ask you this, Paul. I'm going to read you the scratches tonight, and I'm going to ask you if that could make a pretty good roster itself. Blake Dangos. Tucker Ness, Ben Eckerly, Ty Jackson, Kate Stibby, and Ryan Robinson. Well, some of those guys obviously haven't seen play yet. Um, I, I don't want—I don't like to comment. You know, it's like putting—you know, you know who I, has no ball. Coach Powers has seen him play. 
Yeah, and but it doesn't. But all, yeah, but that's fine. Hold on but, a minute. Hold on. I think in a press conference he told us all that he would put any of his players out there if they were 100 percent, as opposed to putting somebody out there at 80, 90 percent, because he right. had confidence in all of them, and that includes all of these guys that are scratched tonight. Well, that's fine, and and, and I hope so. But I don't want to comment on guys I haven't seen haven't seen play at all. And that's like putting the Ivy Leagues in the top ten when they haven't played a game yet until this weekend. <laughs> you got a point. You got a point. You made you made Alex laugh at that one too, by the way. Holy smokes. <laughs> so Alex, <laughs> let me ask you this. If you look at that list of scratches, yeah. if you were to pick a guy or two that you'd like to see in the lineup, Paul hasn't seen him. You've seen him in practice. I've seen him some in practice. Would you want to see him in the lineup? Well, I think Ty Jackson, obviously, we've seen him yeah. play a lot and what he can do. So I, he's the, the easy answer. But really, you know, going through, I think when Blake Dangus gets back from his injury, he is going to be just an added element to this team. I, I think he, he's an electric player. Um, he, he's got experience that a lot of other guys don't coming in. And I think he's got a really interesting frame that he, he can add a lot of strength to. He could be a great player for this program, and I know Coach Powers is looking forward to having him back once he is fully healthy. And who knows? That might be next weekend. That's what I hear. That uh, the Anchorage series, yeah. right? So they're off next week. Right, right, right. Weekend after, but yeah, he uh, he is a guy that Coach Powers has been talking about. He can't wait to get him back in the lineup. Um, Paul, if you had to pick some of those guys that you haven't seen yet, who would you like to see? Well, uh, I'm really interested to get a good look at Tucker Ness because he brings a size and a potential you know uh, big body to clear out the front of the net he, I know he's played a game or two but hasn't really played um Cade Stibby is supposed to have some speed I'm curious about that um and and Robinson is is a guy that you know we've been hearing about uh from our buddy Tanner down there in Texas for a while uh so I want to see him play obviously, because I want to see all the guys play. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I I like to form my own opinions. Not that I don't trust the coach, but, you know. Yeah, we we know. Okay. Um, so let's talk, let's talk a little bit about the other side of the coin, the North Dakota squad that this team is going to face now. Um, when you look at that top line, and, uh, Paul, I know you're a little partial to number nine good old Jackson Blake because you got a little feelings for his dad. Well, the fact that he yeah, played yeah, out yeah. on the island and all that yes. stuff. But when you bring Jackson Blake and Jake Schmaltz and Reese Caber on your top line, is that going to match up well, Alex, with the Arizona State top line? Are they going to kind of cancel each other out? Well, I think, number one, yes. But I think they're also going to allow one another to really show what they're worth. I think it's a great test for, for both lines. But I think, you know... It's going to be so, depending on how much physicality ASU wants to play with, this could be a very open back and forth game, you know, sprinting down the ice one end to the other. And, you know, it could open up for a lot of scoring. And when you open up the ice, you allow a lot of players to use some of their skills, the one on one stuff. And, you know, especially uh, Reese Gaber. I mean, just some, a couple of his goals this season I was watching on some of the tape before we came into the arena. Just, Really, I guess you would call it an electric factory, a way to describe it. Yeah. And that's something that North Dakota's loaded with. We talked about the depth of ASU, lines one through four, but the depth of North Dakota, they're obviously good because they're the number seven team in the country. So to see them and their offense play five on five, we know what they can do on the power play, but the five on five side of things is going to be fun to watch. I think the difference well, – uh, hold on one second, Paul. I think the difference for uh, – for Arizona State and the advantage they have is in goal. Um, I, I, I agree. Paul, Paul, I'm going to mute you on this one because you don't want to hear it. Why? But I agree I with that, you. Uh, the last time ASU had success here, uh, they won the Ice Vegas Invitational. They had oh, a guy wearing number 35 in net. Yep. Oh, Jesus. Come on. <laughs> they brought back a guy in 35 with TJ Sempton Felter. Um, any correlation? Any no. uh, good omens? Because no. uh, Robert Masters morning filmed that with a good omen. Well, listen, we're in Vegas, right? You have to have as much good vibes as you can on your side. And if you're going to pick something, pick it and really make sure you go all in on it. Might as well wear the same jersey. And he's the guy that's standing on his head in net right now. I got to love what you're feeling. Well, listen, I have no problem with the standing on his head part, but please don't encourage him with this. 
this oh, goalie's wearing 35 uh, stuff. Nobody on this team's on. get with it, oh. ball. Come on, man. 35. It's don't encourage power. him, Alex. Come on. Power, power said he was going to only recruit guys that wanted to wear 35 from now on in net. Oh, God. Oh. Oh, okay, so here's a here's the matchup that I like as well defensively for North Dakota. Tyler Clevin and Ethan Frisch, they're starting or their top defensive pair. Both really, really good. Both really experienced. Um, what I'm seeing, Alex, is matchup versus matchup. And I wonder where the depth comes into play. And that's where I'm thinking the second, third line. But that defensive pair, what do you see on tape with them? Well, they're, they're strong, and they don't stay in their defensive zone very long. And they're very good on outlets, getting guys, getting into those forwards and making sure in transition they can be um, as electric as they can be. Especially, you know, when you look at that second line, Chris Jandrick, I mean, He's all over the score sheet. Nine assists coming in, ten points, and you know I believe he, he transferred coming in from Alaska. And you know when you got strength like that, but you got guys that can skate, especially defensively, it's it's fun to watch. And it's a, again, really every matchup in this game is going to be a good test for ASU, but especially against some of those defensemen. Well, this is this is what I know, and this is what. Oh, that's scary. Well, well, it should because I'm the one that knows. Um, you know, Alex knows I'm kind of shy with my opinions anyway. Um, <laughs> Definitely. Um, as you sit here and you look at this, this is this is an easy, squeezy game to to, to analyze. Yes. 100%. Okay. All right. Um, you want to know who's going to win? Check the penalty stats at the end of the game. ASU stays out of the box. They are have a much, much better chance to win because this team, if you look at the numbers, and I know some people don't like some of these numbers, but you have to add them up. Um, North Dakota's got 24 goals in six games. 11 of those 24 are on the power play. Okay. And when you look at, and I don't know what the fancy, fancy, schmancy stats say, but the stats that I look at tell me you want to beat North Dakota, you have to stay five on five. Because they have a lot of minus guys in that lineup. Yeah, they do. Yep. Okay, so that means when it's five on five, they have holes. Okay, so let me ask you this, Paul. Um, when you look at uh, Drew DeRitter in that, um, the Sun Devils saw him at Michigan State. They know what he's like. Uh, he's a solid goaltender, but is he exceptional? Is he a top five? Like, I think he's the acceptance belter is. Oh, no, I think, that, I mean, the ASU definitely has, at least on paper, the advantage in goal. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, and we know what T.J. Semptonfelter does in big games, uh, i.e. last year's bean pot. And, you know, the regular season games don't get much bigger than that. Uh, so, if, if you're asking me where... The two things that ASU has to take advantage of is A, stay five on five, and B, uh, just have the goalies play their game. And that's the winning formula for ASU. Alex, your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I actually have a question, because obviously, yes, five on five is, if there's any area where there's a weakness for North Dakota, it is, it is five on five. But with how open and free that they like to play, how much of that physicality, I'm curious what, what Paul thinks of this, you're going to have to be physical if you want to impose your type, your style of play, the way you want to play if you're ASU. And a lot of times, we saw it last weekend, leads to a lot of penalties. So is physicality the way to go? Uh, see, I, 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 to me, you know ASU is in trouble, and we've said this uh, for years now, when they start chasing the puck. Right. If they stay in position, they don't have to be physical. I mean, they can't not hit people, but if you play, if they play positional hockey, especially in their own end, they're going to limit the amount of grade A scoring chances that the other team has. And they've done that a lot more this year than they have. Well, I mean, we don't really count the COVID year because nothing was normal about that year. But one of the differences between this team this year and last year is this team doesn't run around in its own end. I think they've only done it for a, a 
bare minimum stretches a couple of times this year, where that was almost a constant last year. This team doesn't do that. So, so, so let me ask you this in, in regards to physicality, because Ty Murchison told me he likes to play physically, and he said sometimes he goes over the top. Um, how important is it in not only this game, Paul, but in the upcoming one of Thanksgiving with the other Maroon and Gold, as you like to say, um, those are three huge games in the pairwise for Arizona State. Uh, they can't afford to be in the box, but yet they still have to play a physical style and just not go over the top, correct? Well, that's it. You, 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 you can't. You have to. Physical is, is fine as long as it's uh, physical with, in, you know, inside the structure of the game. You can't go out of your way to hit people. You can't. Right. And you can't you, do you it have to. Well, we, that, that's obvious. But, and especially since we know ASU has a reputation and everything gets called against them. Okay. Um, no, is that true? <laughs> well, we've seen it a couple times this year. Once I or twice. Um, I think, I, I, but I think tonight that, that the net front battles are going to be huge. Giving TJ a clear view of the puck. I, I, again, looking at some of the tape that North Dakota has put on, especially last weekend, when they were scoring goals quickly, a lot of it obviously had the power play. It was when their guy was shielding the goaltender and really untouched in front of the net. So like, that physicality, I, I, I like how Paul put it, within uh, your position of the game, I think is going to be important. Part of that is winning those net front battles. Well, let me ask you about emotions, because yeah, yeah. Uh, these guys play with emotion. They played yep. emotion at Mullet. They played emotion when they played big teams, big top-ranked teams, if you will. Um, how do they check their emotions in front of 15,000 screaming fans at them? Well, I honestly think that the, the first couple shifts, I think North Dakota, knowing the I don't want to say it puts a lot of pressure on them, but they know you know how last year's game went in Nashville. Obviously, they wanted to play a little bit better. So I think it's going to be how they react to the crowd, too. ASU, both teams have said this this week about it's only one game. They're going to empty the tank and leave everything that they have. And when you hear that as a player, sometimes you're like, all right, I'm going to be as physical as I can. I'm going to leave everything on. And that gets you a little loose. And make you turn over the puck trying to do something too cute which coach Bowers talked about his team doing a little too much especially earlier in the year so I th- those first shifts are going to be so telling on how this game's going to go it's going to be it's going to be fun to watch I'm excited well, Alex is excited guess who just walked into the room is that my man Eddie <laughs> hey Paulie how are you we're good Eddie how you doing my man uh better than Scotty he turned up a free dinner Oh well, yeah. Uh, well, never knew, never knew a guy in radio or sports or uh, broadcasting turn up free dinner, but Scott gave up free dinner. Somebody had to work. Somebody had to yeah, work. Yeah, well, who is it? Let me know when that guy shows up. <laughs> I love it. So Eddie Christian has joined the conversation, and uh, there's no look at. I'm want. I'm looking at him here. There's not a green spot. Oh, sorry, he's taking off the pullover. He does have the. Uh, <laughs> He does have the North Dakota hey, champions. He says, hey, Paul, it says Champions Club. That's something Arizona State has yet to experience. Well, that's okay. It's, it's only seven years, Eddie. Give us some time. Hey, new, new ring. When you get to a Champions Club level, then then the game will get easier for you. Oh, uh, yeah, I get it. Uh, you know, uh, listen, uh, uh, this is... this is, Like I said, it's, it's, we're, it's, a, new, it's a new program. I, I, I know where the place is. I have no problems with that. You got to earn the respect. Everybody knows that. I'm just honored to be invited into the uh, Arizona State world of uh, like royalty because I'm not that bright of a guy. I, I don't get invited into a big time football. Well, listen. Booth, so I'm, I'm, I feel a little <laughs> bit like I'm on a, a wrong pedestal here. Well, listen. You know how we feel about you, Eddie. You are royalty to us and. And and it doesn't matter whether uh, there's football at North Dakota or not. Um, we, we we know the pecking order, and we uh, we understand. Um, we ASU wants to be North Dakota when it comes to the hockey. So I have no problems with that. Okay, S- stop talking and let Eddie tell us about this uh, fighting Sioux slash Hawk team because uh, well, we who are the Hawks? At, we just talked about them a little bit, Eddie, but. 
how good is this first line and how good is this first defensive pairing? And then how good is the rest of the roster? You know, I'm a little bit biased, but North Dakota went in, lost two of their top defensemen and uh, got a win at Minnesota. And then Minnesota's no reeling because they have the top seven defensemen in college hockey, if you listen to the experts. But I tell you, if you're looking for guys that want to play the game at the right level, you know, I appreciate Coach Powers. Um, everything about this game for him is you get snubbed by a conference, you kind of have a little bit to play for. But on the flip side, uh, what what you understand when you come through the tradition of, of Sioux hockey, and I can say that because that's my heritage, now it's North Dakota, but in that context, um, this arena is going to be pretty amazing because like Nashville, uh, I would challenge Arizona State to bring your fans because you're going to be a little section in the corner, and this building is going to be pretty green. Well, I said... And, and the, tradition, the, the tradition of the game... Uh, for a few of you that are smiling in the booth, uh, you felt like you were kind of like in the wrong territory in New York City when you showed up on Fremont Street last night if you're brave enough to. <laughs> and my brother-in-law is actually a season ticker of Arizona State Brown alum. So he just said, this is just amazing because North Dakota, this is a home game, right? Wow. So everywhere right. they go is a home game. So right. part of what I just heard when I walked in is – all the pressures on ASU, but I compliment. They have put together a little bit like Lindenwood, Scott, yeah. we talked. Yep. How do you get to play in these games in your second yeah. year and the teams you're playing against? The game of college hockey is really growing. And, and again, the goal here is we need to figure out how to get this to work for the whole for the whole country. So that's kind of, you, you've been on with me, Scott, on my hockey guy show. How do you get finally you know, NCAA, but more importantly, the coaches to give up some of the traditions to help the game of hockey. Because it's time for the West Coast to have an automatic seed. And until we can get ASU in an automatic seed situation, it's going to be really, really difficult being an independent coming through the, the grinds of college hockey. Well, let me answer that for you. Here's so the, now uh... let me talk to you about the first line, North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> if you take a look, the first line is awesome. But if you look at what their depth has done, when you look at how they've reloaded, when you look at what they bring to the table, two, three, and four, it's pretty tough. It's pretty, and Minnesota found that out because Minnesota has the top seven defensemen, top seven of the top ten guys, yeah. and they gave up six goals. And the, the, the challenge for that program is they've got too many guys and not on positions. North Dakota has really figured out how to reload every year because they send the right guys on at the right time, and the guys coming in get to play. And, that, and that's the key to building success. Let me tell you, let me follow that up, because I had a chance to visit with David Carl, and I asked him about that. I said, how do you keep reloading with the talent that you have? And he said, well, we talk with the players, we find out who's coming in, we find out when their approximate leave date is with their advisors, when they're thinking, are they going to stay two, three, and then that's how they go through the recruiting process. And North Dakota does the same thing. I think Arizona State's trying to model to get to that point. But they'd like to be able to pick guys that can do this and that. Coach Powers told me the first couple of years, it didn't matter if there was a logo by his name, but now you look at it, um, boy, there's a few logos popping up. So that doesn't hurt, does it? And again, I think the benefit for ASU is obviously the portal. Yeah. Because I, I people ask, it doesn't matter what you think, it's the rules you're abiding by. And I think more critical than anything, it's forcing coaches, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> they recruit a player. I tell them, here's what you're going to do. And a year later, somebody's wrong. Yep. And when they're wrong, the next coach says, yeah, I told you when I was recruiting you that this is your role. They make the transfer. And I think, you know, the, the schools that are going to benefit from that are the EICs and East. You know, when you take a look at the independents, you're going to see that benefit. The Lindenwoods, you're going to see a benefit, I think, huge to Coach Powers because I think he's one of those guys that tells kids how it is. So, Coaches and their reputation and how they approach, I think, is now on notice, and I think that's going to change college hockey. And i got to ask one more question because you got to keep Paul's chat up. But uh, when when you look at this building right now, and it's obviously green, you know that, how did North Dakota build that tradition other than being the powerhouse that they were in a small state with a small population? But they built a powerhouse. How did they do that? 
And can anybody else do that? Is there a model? You know, I would share with you that when, when you take a look, that all of us that have came through those doors, yeah. it doesn't matter where you go. Today I'm sitting there, wherever you go, uh, we support the program. We understand that for a lot of the players in North Dakota, the opportunity to play, the fact that it's a blue collar situation, and it's really coming back to the basics, right? It's like the opportunity to put on that jersey. So the biggest thing I think when you really look is that if you look at little things, and I'm not that good on stats, I just pay attention, is that lots of people can leave early, but you won't really see a lot of people talking about leaving their experience because North Dakota has guys that hang on and they come back because they're committed to the program because eventually you're going to play at the higher level based on who you are, not based on when. So I think they've done a good job of making sure that players leave at the right time. And again, that's, I think, the difference because I think a few programs are in a tough spot. I, I, I'm, I threw this out. Uh, hats off to Mo Coach Moscow of Minnesota. He's got the most difficult track. I think uh, Coach Powers is probably going to be able to be in a good position. Uh, three to four years out, ASU is going to have to have a league in order to get to the top. But the players are there for four years, not for one or two. They're not using the program, but they're letting the program develop. Right? So Absolutely. just had a conversation with a couple of guys that pretty good players, and they said, most of us hit the prime in our career at 26 to 27, not at 22 or 23 or 24. So well, if you take a look and follow the process, it's okay to go into the pros at 24, 25. Well, and Eddie, there's this too. North Dakota has built a reputation. And there's this too, right? I mean, you're, you've played two years at North Dakota, and now you're going to start to think about, is it time for me to go pro? Is it time? And, and, and you can't tell me there's not an influence playing in front of 15,000 a night or going, say, to the East Coast League or the AHL and playing in front of two or 3,000 people. You can't tell me that's not a factor. Well, I'll be real nice because it's too much in the news. You know, the ice, and I hear that the ice at ASU is the best ice in pro hockey. <laughs> and that's what the players want. And the locker room, it doesn't matter, right, if you're there and you're getting, so I'll throw this at you. If, if you walk into Ralph Engelstead, uh, the pros can't emulate what they have when you look at what's below the, the bowl we talk about, right? Right. But I will share with you also, the bowl on North Dakota is exactly the same ice surface and seating right. capacity that was in the old Ralph, yep. which replaced the barn. So they, they didn't give up on tradition. So, you know, obviously a little bit of little things here, but tradition is created by based on making sure that you don't forget your past. And none of us that ever played at North Dakota have ever not been allowed back in and i think that's why it is what it is alex let me ask you this you being an asu alum and we know what you did to further your radio career that you spent a lot of dollars and spent a lot of time uh <laughs> as a student getting out and covering yeah. this can asu build this and is asu going to look at north dakota as a blue blood program and go like we want to build something like this well i think the, the last part of what you said, the blue blood aspect of it. Coach Powers, he didn't say North Dakota was a blue blood. He said North Dakota was the blue blood, right? The, the, the poster organization of what you want to build your program after. Coach Powers, Oceanside, blue collar, blue collar, right? Now you get the brand new facility. How are you going to be able to keep that blue collar nature? You're in Phoenix, you're in Tempe, you got a great campus. How are you going to stay grounded? And I think as much as as you can focus on work and the process of this whole thing, I think it, it could build something special, but it, it's going to take some time and a lot of winning to do that. And, you know, Paul, you quiet? It, no, I'm not quiet. I'm just letting Alex finish. Okay. I don't let you finish because, because I, because, you know, somebody has got to correct you, but, um, you okay, know, stop, stop for a minute before we get into the correction part of it. Will this be the most attended indoor college hockey game at a neutral venue? Um, I don't know. Are they going to get 21,000 people there? No, they won't. No, they won't. And they're probably not. Okay. Go ahead. Um, thank you. Um, 
you know, there are little seeds, right? I mean, uh, if you ask Coach Powers, and, and I've been there to see it, Alex, I don't know what, what road games, how many different road games you went to last year, but this team is the one ASU team that comes to the East Coast on a regular basis. So when, when you are going to road games, so when ASU travels, maybe the, the fans aren't exactly traveling because they're already there. Because when ASU comes to the East Coast, we, you know, I, and I've been to games at Princeton and BU and Bentley and Holy Cross and, and, and Sacred Heart and so forth and so on, there's always as many ASU fans there as there are fans of anybody else. Paul, you should have gone to Bentley this weekend because a former Sioux just drilled Bentley last night. Every uh, win uh, Coach Zombo makes, I send congrats on one, and I said, now you got two. I said, the goal, the goal is a 1,000, so I hope I get to live that long. <laughs> hey, you know what, Eddie? Um, I didn't know what to expect in terms of, of what kind of team he was going to be. I mean, we know they were going to play hard, and we know they were going to play smart. But I, I have to tell you, um, you know, they've been in just about every game. I think maybe they've been blown out in one game. And they've taken teams till midway through the third period just about every game. They've won a couple of games. And they've been a tremendous first-year team. Well, I think they're similar to Long Island. If you take a look at college hockey, that's another, another team. You just take a look and, you know, I'm going to go back when Penn State came in. Uh, because the Big Ten isn't that strong, they were able to get themselves at the top pretty quick. Uh, but, yeah, call it, there, there's there's an unbelievable number of players that are extremely talented. And I think what we're watching in college hockey is the coaches that have success are the teams where the players get to enjoy having fun because for a lot of years, the players were kind of locked in, whether it was a first year or second year, good, bad experience. They had no options, and now now it's changed. I really think the the whole coaching philosophy in college hockey because of the portal has shifted how rapidly you can build a program. And uh, hopefully Coach Bowers is uh, one of those guys that figured it out. And obviously, North Dakota would not be where they're at if they weren't able to pick up a couple of guys that maybe had a coach that didn't. That you know, the big thing is when you play the game, you play the game, you get recruited. You want right. to keep playing your game, and if you go and they want to change and make you a different player, then then everybody loses. So, I I think it's a great, exciting time. And people say, "What do you think of the portal?" I said, "It's forcing coaches to be honest." Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let me let me ask Eddie this one because he knows Rick. Um, were you surprised when he built his defensive core with a bunch of freshmen and said, "I will mold you to be a college hockey player"? Not at all. I wasn't either. No, not at all. <laughs> um, if you take a look at Rick Zombo, uh, never showed up on North Dakota's radar, really didn't show up, and then he went on to have a pretty stellar NHL career. He was just, I mean, I, I will share with you, we had him on the, our program a week ago, and I got done, and one of his teammates and myself were like, holy smokes, is he okay? Because he talked. <laughs> really? Well, I am shocked at that. Quiet, steady guy, and kept his mouth shut. Wasn't flashy. Wasn't. He was a great defensive defenseman. Yep. And I think if you take a look, uh, for him to go in and do what he's doing, their goals against is pretty low for a first-time entrant into yeah. uh, D1 hockey. And to, to watch him come in and hold the Gophers to less, and then the Gophers get lit up by Arizona State. You take a look at North Dakota at times. Is you know the you know the, the world of college hockey is offense but it's also turnovers and defensive zone you know offensive puck control and uh, I, I asu is probably came in a little bit offensive minded a year ago and now i think coach powers has said hey we need that balance and it's 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 changing how their team looks balance you would agree right 100 percent we were talking earlier i think paul mentioned how many times that ac defensemen just get beat on the way back last year, and, and they'd lose games because of it. Games would flip on their heads, and all of a sudden, uh, a game that was within one or ASU had a lead, 
all of a sudden they're losing by five really quick. We saw it in Denver, they allowed five goals in a period. At Colgate, they allowed five goals in a period. That's not, hasn't happened yet this year, and I don't think it will. Uh, because of that balance that you were mentioning, and really the strength, I think it's just what Leanne has done. The strength coach for ASU, her job. She won strength coach of the year last year. For me, too. Yep. It's amazing. Okay, so uh, Alex is going to go here in a minute to put his headset on and do real work like I do. Uh, Paul, yeah, okay. You can settle into the basement and uh, put on six screens and keep track of everything that's going on. Eddie's just going to enjoy, what, a North Dakota win? I get to be a fan, and you know what? I will share with you that when I take a look at a lot of things, there's a couple of guys that you know. Uh, a Strindon kid, so his dad goes back. So I'm in a sweet spot. So... We have access to college coaches because most of them we either played against or we know personally. And it's just kind of fun to watch. So I spend as much time during the game watching how the benches are. Right. Scott, we've yeah. talked about that. Yes, we have. When you take a look at everything about a team demeanor, it falls back a lot on the guys behind the bench. And if they panic, the team panics. And if they ascend or cold, they stand under control. So, I mean, the biggest thing for ESU tonight this crowd is going to be not in Vegas. This is <laughs> this is a bigger yeah. crowd than they would have played because the Ralph is limited in seating right. capacity. Right. But I'll tell you what, these destination games for North Dakota, they bring out everybody. Yep. And uh, Fremont Street last night was a big yep. example. So this building's, you know, the Minnesota played in the small building and they gave back tickets. Uh, th- th- it'll be a fun atmosphere. And I think for ESU... And they're in a great spot because they get to experience that, right? Because this, for them, will be as close to getting to a regional or an NCAA. And compliments to Coach Powers. He put together a schedule last year that most people would look at. I mean, Rick Zomble, his schedule this year, getting the teams that he's playing against, they're getting a gift. They're getting a gift into the, yep. the, the upper echelon of college hockey. And this game, I think, in the end, will help Arizona State more than anything because it'll it'll give them an atmosphere that they have yet to experience. This is an easy one for both of you, but who needs this game more, Arizona State or North Dakota? I know the answer, Alex. <laughs> In terms of are, who are needs we... it, I think I think both sides would say we want to win. And setting it, we've talked, Tyler and I have talked about it on broadcast, setting a foundation early in a season. When you look at the pairwise, which obviously is the determining factor for ASU as an independent to get in, you got to win against some teams that way. You can set yourself up for a big win, say, here. So this early in the season, you don't really need wins, but it, it would be so great for the program. And I think this might kind of feed into the answer. Experience this whole thing. Walked into the morning skate today. There's green towels everywhere. We're like, man, this is going to be really, really cool. I think, you know, the atmosphere is going to be something that you're going to take in. And like I said earlier, it's going to be defined by that 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 first uh, couple shifts in that first period. Eddie, your thought? Who needs it more? I, I think the way that the game of college hockey is, for some reason, um, tilted towards the East. I think both teams are in a position where. They both have to win because as much as they say pairwise in the end, it comes back to head-on-head competition. So North Dakota's trying to figure out their goaltending. ASU is trying to figure out their offense. And if I were to take a look and say which North Dakota has to win, ASU probably has more on it. The question is, is with their players that they have, right? And you go through all that. I think North Dakota last week in Minnesota, coming down from two down in game two, showed what level that you need to play at. So if ASU can stay in the game, and I go back when I walked in, uh, I take a look at the game of hockey. It's real simple, right? Yeah. It's it's a game of possession, and it's a game of yin and yang, so to speak. Uh, ASU has to make sure they get through the first period. Yep. If they get through the first period, then the game switches. So pressure right now is unknown, but the pressure will change based on the first 20 minutes. So, Paul, let me decipher that for you because I know you're struggling. Um, what they're he's both, an Islanders fan. I understand <laughs> he's what, what they're both saying, Paul, is 
that this game is going to go to a shootout. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, oh, God, no. Alex has got to get his headset on. Uh, yeah, let him go. find himself a seat and uh, maybe get a beer in his hand. Maybe. Have one for me. <laughs> I know I can't have one up here, but have one. And then, and then I'll be a lot like Alex. I'll be going to work again. Well, Paul enjoys a little uh, downtime. Yeah. Downtime, yeah. Well, okay. I'll share with you on Saturday mornings, if you choose to come on and give us a call, we just open our show with a beer. So it's not it's not for Alex to tell you you can't have a beer. That's his choice. But he might be a lot better color man if he had one in his hand because then he'll be honest with you instead of trying to call the company line. <laughs> well, listen, listen. First of all, uh, Eddie, you know me. I don't, call, I, I don't do that. Um, and I'm actually surprised that I've called that other maroon and gold team the little M more than you have in this program hey, tonight. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, listen. What 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 time? You tell me when, and you tell me what the, you know what time, and 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 I'll break out a beer at eight o'clock in the morning. I've done that before. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, this has been a blast uh, to be able to do this live here at T-Mobile. I know the guys got to get on the air and they want to kick me out of here and, and a couple of good boots should do it. Um, we'll say goodnight with a couple of uh, quick little uh, promos from some of our partners and uh, we'll let Paul close things out and we'll say goodnight. Hang tight. All right. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask, College Hockey. Not yet, Paul. Okay. From the Summer Skate Studios, behind the mask, College Hockey West Live on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network, brought to you by AT&T Wireless, where you can get the latest phones free with eligible trade-ins. Go to AT&T.com slash wireless for more details. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, available at our two locations, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, as well as 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the Duffers Conference in college hockey. Drury Inns and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now at DruryHotels.com. Top Golf, play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how, see your local Top Golf Center, or go to TopGolf.com. Liberty University. Over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. All podcasts live on the Podbean app and available for download at your favorite podcast platforms. Once again, Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live. And all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network.
All right. Uh, we'll say goodnight from the uh, beautiful T-Mobile Arena. Our thanks to Alex Coyle. Our thanks to Eddie Christian. And uh, we appreciate everybody tuning in to this special edition. It's hockey time, folks. In about 30 minutes, we're going to drop the puck, and we're going to see North Dakota versus Arizona State right here in the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. Good night, everybody.